Welcome back to Not Fam the Podcast. Hello. From last week. Welcome back. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you for having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be back. So let's let's do a little uh, introduction of you. Who's our special guest today? <laughs> ha ha. I have to start off with a correction. Of course you do. Okay. It's a silly, I always forget my correction, so silly, I apologize. It's a silly thing that's not necessary because in the haystack, this oh. is just a needle yep, okay. of corrections. Nobody but cares. I was just listening to a sentence about um, wanting to work in the mall and how it seemed like it was hard to get a job in the mall. I meant as a high schooler because the mall was near a university, so most people that got to work in the mall were Michigan State students. It was hard to be a high schooler and get a job. Thank you for sharing this with us. The, so as oh a high schooler, I always wanted to work you know, in the mall. And then when I got into college, I got that job at Bed Bath and Body Works, which ended up being a nightmare. For I me. was really tripping okay. after last episode and you saying that I, all week long. It was just on my mind. How hard I is it to get a job at a mall? That it was on your mind. I just know that it wasn't. The statement wasn't accurate. That's fair. To my story, and I was like, "Oh, I just really need better, to clarify." Better clarify. That. Yeah, you were yeah. competing against college students. Nobody wants a high school student when there's right. college students available. Yeah, that's all. Okay. Um, cool. So you still think you only worked there for a day? Lot. I yeah, I'm pretty sure. Isn't that crazy how your memory goes like that? I was always, I've always had an amazing. Memory. I can't remember last week anymore. Like <sighs> I can't remember yesterday. Like it's bad. It gets bad. I know. It's scary. It's very scary. I don't like it. I know. There's a lot of things I want to talk tackle this episode, Jim. Tackle, tackle that have been irritating me. Oh, this could be one of those they episodes. Irri- they don't irritate me. They're just things. They irritate me because I'm not talking about them. If I talk about them, then I won't be irritated by them. Go. The floor is yours. Well, not necessarily looking for that, but there was something that you and I that you brought up to me, a, like two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, we should talk about that on our podcast. Do you remember what it was? <sighs> No, was it was it something on that we talked about regarding um, armchair expert? Yes, you were listening to armchair expert yeah. on other episodes, and you talked about I don't remember what you what the context of the situation, but you talked about they were talking about the vaccine controversy. Oh, yes. it had to yes. do with communication. It was an episode yep. on communication. Yep. You had brought up about Dax brought up an example, and you were frustrated because you felt like he was tra- he was yep. trying to compare two topics that are completely unrelated. Yes. And I and I'm like, you know what? This was a real sticking point for me during the height of the pandemic yes. controversy as well. And it's been hard to hold back this opinion, not opinion, <laughs> but I'm kidding. It hasn't been hard back to hold back. I'm being dramatic, but there is things that people would argue where I'm like, that's not the same thing, and I just need. I just need that to be stated. So go ahead. Start with what you were talking about. So it stemmed from politics. Yeah. And they don't talk about politics really in the show because, you know, which he's always like, look, we're going to alienate half of our audience if we talk about politics and make it a thing on here, even though... He is socially liberal, but at the same time, no, he's, he's got conservative. No, he's, he, he's explicitly stated that he's firmly centrist at this yes. point. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Thank you for correcting me on that. <laughs> anyway, bottom line is they were comparing um, you know, the, the left versus the right when it comes to abortion, mm-hmm. and he compared it to the vaccine. And mm-hmm. he was saying- You're talking that, about how people- The, the uh, context I, was is that people don't know how to talk to each other through these debates. Yes. Go ahead. And he was saying, this is a case- the way he expressed it was that basically the left is saying, it's your body, it's your choice, government, stay out of this. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, the right is making the same argument regarding the vaccine saying, mm-hmm. it's my body, my choice, stay mm-hmm. out of it. But they can't respect the left for their opinion on abortion, mm-hmm. vice versa. 
the difference being mm-hmm. that I wish was clarified on there mm-hmm. was that when the pandemic hit and COVID came out, the vaccine was a way to help stop the spread. Yeah. So this is what, okay. I feel like you're missing something here too. I don't think it's not, you wish that it was clarified. I think Dax, like, unlike, I mean, just like most, much of the population, too much of the population cannot discern the difference here. One is related to how this will impact the health of those around you. Correct. And also, so there was an argument about, okay, fine, my body, my rights. That's fine. You cannot get the vaccine. Nobody said you had to get the vaccine. They just said, okay, but if you don't, you may not be able to participate in some activities, right. which is already a current rule. We've This has been a rule yes. for a very long time. Our kids can't yes. go to a public school without being vaccinated, without a religious exemption. The level that people took this to as if this was a new strong arm move of the government right. is laughable. Right. You can't go, and this isn't the same, but you can't go smoke in a restaurant around other people because of secondhand smoke and the, the you know, causes of... So that's my other thing. When we would, you know, during the height of the pandemic, we'd tune into the local school board meetings and there's a lot of go on for hours. Everybody would come up, go through their whole argument for or against masking in schools. And just, there was just this one that stood out to me because it, it made me irritated because so many people, like also we're on board with this and it's not the same thing a person argued that well you know the fda also recommends that i wear sbf outside but i don't it's my choice and i'm like okay but that doesn't impact the health of others wearing a mask impacts the health of others we do not we make laws all the time we restrict people from things all the time if their decisions are going to impact the health and safety of those around them one of them being public cigarette smoking it's nearly outlawed in almost any public open space definitely in restaurants definitely outside of restaurants so it's the same thing again we have been utilizing these laws and rules for a very long time and nobody's complained about it. If you think that's bullshit, that's another thing. But exactly. you can't that's... sit there and say one is okay and one is right. not. That's the whole point. You can argue <laughs> you should be able to smoke wherever you go. You should be able to do this without having the vaccination, which at this point is a moot point. It doesn't matter. But yeah. you you can have that opinion if you want. It doesn't make yeah. you right. But you can have that opinion. But when you want to compare it to something else that uh-huh. is not an equivalent, uh-huh. that's where yes. you sound like a fool. If you want to compare the SBF thing, to a motorcycle helmet. Yes. Okay, now that's a little more in the same line. However, yep. then we have people that are getting massive injuries, brain injuries, hundreds of millions of dollars of medical care is required of them. They don't have insurance. They go into a hospital. Right. We have an ethical obligation to treat them. We're all Guess who for that. pays for that injured person for the rest of their life? The taxpayers. Yep. So there is a lot of complicating variables to all of these things that so many people Every oversimplify. One of those situations like that. And they the don't get it. And it's frustrating to have somebody fly off the handle about something that hasn't stopped and paused and thought more critically about these issues and why why they are the way they are. Which is the problem because (laughs) at the fundamental level, if if you don't actually think about the issue, Uh you can make the comparison that Dax made and you can say, well, these appear to be the same thing. But when you when you look at the other one, it's like, no, it's not the same thing. So no, that if that was the reason, I would agree completely. Yeah. No, go for it. Right. It only impacts you, but this is not the same. Right. It's infuriating to me. Not infuriating. It's very frustrating to me that if you it's it's not my fault that you don't understand how things work. Okay. If you don't understand how the system that you rely upon for your livelihood works, but then you rail against it to actively sabotage it, that's frustrating to me. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs>
<laughs> of course it is. And these are examples of that. Of course. It's like, oof. There's so many basic things like that that, <laughs> yeah, if you just want to take that and remove every other piece of it uh-huh. out and just look at the, the small little issue or the thing you're talking about, uh-huh. if you want to strip that away and you're in a vacuum and that's the only thing you're talking about, you can make that argument about anything. But that's but not then, reality. That's not reality. Yeah. We don't live in a vacuum. So everything, right. most things have an impact on mm-hmm. something else and people want to ignore that. Yes. And that is frustrating. Yeah. So anyways, I thought about you had brought that up and I was like, you know what? Mm, yeah, I want to, I'm going to bring that up because that's always been very frustrating to me. Again, if you want to argue that, you know, I shouldn't have to, you know, wear a mask or be vaccinated or anything, that's one thing. But be consistent. Lobby for the public yeah. cigarette smoking so too. I don't give a fuck about anybody else <laughs> and that's my prerogative and I shouldn't be able, I shouldn't be uh, excluded from any... Right venue at all because i want to mm-hmm. be this way yeah then you can have that attitude let's see how far that gets you but you can have it's that like attitude. people that i've talked to about like they'll complain about you know they'll feel like some population taking advantage of, advantage of the government and then they'll turn around and decide it's their turn to take advantage of the government and i'm like do you not see the irony there i mean i don't understand why that's okay for you yeah. you're making an excuse that you're entitled <laughs> because everyone else is how does I, that make sense? I make this, that make sense. I had this example come up a few months ago, <laughs> and I won't get into the details of it, but it was somebody, and it was such a benign little thing, but somebody saying, yeah, I don't think that person should be able to do that. And then in the next breath going, but I mean, if they're going to do it, then I'm going to do it too. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, that doesn't work that yeah. way. Just because they did an, a stupid thing or an awful thing, like uh-huh. you don't get a pass to do it too. Right. You are negating everything that you claim yeah, to stand for perpetu- at that point. And you're perpetuating and yeah. you're not standing for much really, exactly. actually, except for, I don't know. Exactly. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> and, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this about in, you know, at the time people, a lot of people didn't know, but if you want to look at, um, you know, when going back to COVID, when COVID happened and PPP loans and everything else and mm-hmm. small businesses got a lot of money because we, you know, they didn't know what was going to happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh my God, are we going to be shut down? Are we going to have this? Are we going to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the number of those loans that went out and how that program was administered, it was basically what billions of dollars of bailout, not even bailout, Mm -hmm. just money that ultimately was there was if you met criteria, your loan was forgiven. Mm -hmm. You can't expect the government. There's one side that says you can't expect expect them in the crisis mode to be able to audit all of that and figure all that out. So it was basically just kind of carte blanche. But it's like, Mm -hmm. well, you can have that, but you can't have the other side where people are in unemployment that you don't like and think, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, it's like mm-hmm. you, you can't take the hand out here mm-hmm. and then complain about people getting the hand out here. Right. You know, it's like, it just doesn't work that way. Exactly. Exactly. And these are, they don't, it doesn't work that way because it's just like physics. Okay. These are right. just laws that are exist, not because, not because they're man-made, but because they no. just, this is the, how things equalize and out. And here's what I'm going to say about that is, <laughs> In that situation, you can take that because it's it's legitimate. I mean, it's lawful. It's there's you didn't do anything wrong, and also like you're you know whether you're investing it, whatever, you can do that. But then you have to look in the mirror and look at the other side and have a little bit of grace and go, well, if I'm okay doing this, then uh-huh. I have to be able to look at some other people that are struggling or whatever the case is, and I might not like what their choices are, but I have to be willing to say, well, then there's equal treatment the other way too, and this is. You know, the government steps in there, it steps in here. Mm -hmm. This is how this works. And I have to accept the whole process. You can't pick and choose the pieces of it that you like and don't like. Right. Like, just like people say, like, um, you're just reading headlines and or or, or like you're just, you know, they'll accuse you of 
your sources or whatever it's like uh you considered your sources you know mm -hmm. it's like it's just this inability to have perspective and discernment and zoom out look at the bigger picture consider that everything isn't um a conspiracy or outrageous or irrational what? that if you look a little deeper that there's more there we, we were watching a documentary um I think it was a Gaia documentary, which sometimes can get a little out there. Yeah. But you were you were mentioning, you know. You gonna move closer? All of these. <laughs> yes, I did. I just did. Okay, stay. Can you just move your chair closer? Yeah. So what, you stop rocking backwards and then. <laughs> Don't make me this sit in a rocking hard. chair. This isn't hard. I'm good. I got it. Closer. Anyway, let me talk. <laughs> this is annoying. Anyway, you know, you were talking about the people that get in that kind of fear state and they see all these connections and you see yeah. something, you know, somebody doing something evil and then you connect somebody else doing something um, evil mm -hmm. is relative. Maybe mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. it is, sometimes it's not, but, and then we're talking about like conspiracy. Yeah. Like in the context of conspiracy theories. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden you want to create all these links between all of these conspiracies or mm -hmm. all of these things and mm -hmm. say, this is this, the, it's the cabal, it's this network of, you know, whether the Illuminati and all these people, there are people that have huge influence that control certain things, but to, to to make that claim that this is this you know conspiracy, this global conspiracy, and all these different things mm -hmm. that you know it's like hello, like <laughs> it just yeah, like well, I think I was sort of saying that in the context of like if you can have having having had close interactions with uh, what I would call a conspiracy theorist for many many years and being sent lots of things connections and all all the pieces and the puzzles and look this is proof and I guess I, I this is a conversation for another day because I guess what I'll say is okay sure there's connections here if there's connections but who says that it's intentional who says it's this evil force like why do you have to go there a lot oftentimes this is done you know in under the umbrella of religion and I think fear for more like demonic forces and i'm yes. thinking the only demonic forces are your fear right now like yeah you are maybe living in this world of the dark side and you're choosing to you could choose not to like that's where it's got a hold on you like that's the real that's all you're seeing and you're also I hate to say fabricating it but you are yes. creating these you this story you're story. creating a narrative around this yes which makes it real which isn't necessarily real yes and most likely not real right right like because like if you're th if we're thinking about like ancient codes or because this was under the context of watching a movie about wisdom codes and ancient codes and i'm i'm th i'm personally interested in somewhat obsessed my hobby is finding that through line of truth in all sort of um religions or tradition religious traditions in the world and you know, there's a lot of people out there that do this. And as you start learning more, that a lot of people have found these through lines. These through lines, these commonalities, these connections, to me, are just naturally occurring connections because, it, to me, it's just a reflection of of the way of all truth, of the way of things. The way, it's just uh, – it's hard for me to put this into words. But it's just naturally occurring in the world, you know? Well, just so we could just say, oh, how beautiful. Look, this religion has found is has found this way to express the truth of love. And this religion has found this way to express the truth of love. And that's so beautiful. And 
and how validating that they're all sort of coming to the same conclusion. They're just using different ways to get there. Or you could look at the dark side and say, oh, my God, there's one, this one grand conspiracy and this is the dark side at work and we're all being fooled. Do you know, like, that's how mm-hmm. I've seen it unfold. And so to me, I'm like, well, yeah, I guess if you choose to have to be gripped by this dark side or whatever, this fear, or this paranoia, you are in your own personal hell. That is true. And you can maybe work yourself out of that. Yeah. The thing that I find funny about that is the effort it takes to get there, to build those connections, to create that network of relationship and all of the things that go with that. Uh-huh. The effort it takes to build that mm-hmm. and then to believe it so strongly and to live your life based on that yeah. in a dark state yeah. without any joy or any ability to Live, be free yeah you're not really living at that it's point. like yeah it's just i find like I mean, you said it it, 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 it becomes like a, it becomes a choice at that point a place of torment too yeah and it, i mean it's just i would equate it to like you know in my early career i worked a lot in the court system and i saw the court system was flawed not because it's intentionally flawed not because there's evil forces at play it's because humans are flawed by nature we're not perfect exactly. you have people at different levels of intellectual philosophical development you have different personalities making different decisions on there's inconsistencies for the most part i believe the legal system can be a beautiful process that has been well well thought out and well manicured manicured i don't know how to use that word but but yes yes there is also so many flaws is it intentional i would argue not i would just argue that yeah this is this is just a naturally occurring phenomenon that we have to be mindful of. Yeah, anything and that, keep in check. Anything that complex, you know, yeah, is difficult to have worked the way it should yeah. work. And that's why we have checks stage. and balances, yes. and hopefully, you know, nothing's perfect. But that's that's my thoughts on it, anyways. Well, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree with your thoughts. I don't know why you brought that up. I didn't mean to talk about that because you led into that show we were watching. That's why I guess we were talking about. I don't know. We we're talking about vaccines and. <laughs> Um, abortion and rights and anyways. Yeah. Anyways, so, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what the through line was to I, get there. I don't know. Either. I'm sure there was something. <laughs> um. So yeah. You have any other thoughts on that? Do you want to add? No. How about let's spread love and joy. Can we let's start. Try. There? Let's try. Let's try. To, we to are your, to your, coming to your, up on an election year. It's going to be when, stressful out the, there the, again. To your point, when you talked about these different religions and all coming to maybe the same or similar conclusions, but in different ways and okay. expressing it differently and everything else, yeah. you've talked about this many times and, you know, we've seen this play out over and over, but, you know, and we watched a documentary on Einstein and everything, but like life is a mathematical formula. The universe is a mathematical formula. It's all about the quantum physics. So it is. And I think <laughs> as you see this play out over and over uh-huh. and over in all of these different scenarios, yeah. there is that truth. Yeah. That there is a formula that makes things work Which, a certain way. Yeah. Sacred geometry would tell us that. Um, so, oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. You said it's election, an election year. Oh, now this is kind of unrelated, but you said something and I was going to start to say something and then you went on. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit, sort of in relation to the show we were watching and some shows that we watch. Um, I have been thinking a lot more about the like prayer and um, spirituality, um, specifically the prayer component of spirituality. I've been learning a lot about that. And it's funny because it started when I was at my ex-mother-in-law's funeral, which was in, when did we go December, to December? December. Right? And... 
it was such a moving service, by the way. I was, I've talked about that a lot, but for some reason, I've heard the Lord's Prayer so many, 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 many times, but we were reciting it as part of the service. And all of a sudden, it struck me in a way as never struck me before, because I heard it through the lens, through that through line of truth, through like the human psyche, like the language of it. And I was like struck. And I'm like, wow, okay, this prayer is loaded with um, symbolism. And so Fast forward a little bit. I was listening to this book called, I think it's called Wisdom Codes by, is it Greg Braden? Is that what his name is? Sounds right. I believe so. And he is obsessed with this topic as well as sort of traveling around the world and studying the world's traditions and finding this through line of truth and this ancient stuff. And that aside, I was just listening to the book because what he has done is his, he's, I might have this not completely accurate, but the, um, is it Aramaic? He has found the original Aramaic Christian prayers, many of them, the original translations. And in that book, he has translated the Lord's Prayer. And it was so fascinating because I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I was hearing, like almost exactly, but so much exactly of what I, what struck me, what I was hearing when I was at her funeral. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. And then like even, even, even before that, I started, you know, I talked on here before about when my, when I got that call back mammogram, I think, I think I talked about how like my coach was like, you know, maybe you could, should consider prayer more getting back into prayer and not in a way of like fearful prayer. Like I, you know, begging, like pleading for things, but just this way of like oneness with the divine and trust and love and letting go and just, yeah. And I was like, okay. And I said, I had found my favorite, went back to my favorite prayer and I actually looked up the original, like um, meaning behind it. And I was like, cool, this makes a lot more sense why I liked this one so much. And so in general, I've just been thinking a lot more about that. And there is this idea that there is this universal language in all prayers that have a transformational impact on people when they say them. And you're just staring and, at me. Did and, you and hear cut, anything I and, said? And, and cut. And, and cut. I was waiting for, I was waiting for something, <laughs> a transformational. And I guess I never had considered that before in my life. You know, people will talk about like chanting during yoga yeah. and how that has an impact a mantra on you. And, Mantras. Or, you know. And that's what my coach had told me. She goes, no, mantra is truly prayer, though. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's because she was like, it's not an information. It's a prayer. And it's, yeah, it's supposed to have this transformational impact on you. And I guess I had never considered that before. And I'm really kind of digging that right now for me. Well, you know, I always wondered about that. The, um, oh, my God, I'm going to screw this up. What's the uh, Hail Mary the uh, with the rosary? What? Yeah. What's the name of that prayer? Well, there's a lot of prayers that go with the rosary. But Hail Mary is the one that you say. Like, it's just the Hail Mary. Okay. Hail Mary full of grace. I feel, really dumb. I feel really dumb for questioning that right now. Maybe you should. But no, yes. you you say there, you have to say the Lord's Prayer. You have to say, uh, holy be, you have to say, I'm going to get this wrong too. Hail Mary. Um, but you do it in a certain sequence. Yeah, you do. And then you repeat, I think Hail Mary yeah, is there's one like that you repeat when you get to the, the certain beads. You repeat that yes. multiple times, right? Yes. My my point to that is I, I never, I didn't, I never understood like, mm-hmm. why are you just repeating it? over and over like what is this but you're right it's it is that same thing it's that transformational just you're saying it becomes like a a mantra it lets you connect in a different level and puts you in a different place and of course with all our technology now they're validating with science that these things are occurring when you are in that space so 
cool stuff. That's fascinating. Huh? Uh-huh. It is fascinating. Uh-huh. This is such a wonderful topic that we've been deep diving into, just in general, just in general. You've been deep diving into it. You've been along. I've been like toes in the water. Like, you've been, I've you've, been along you for watch, the ride. You watch and read some of the things yeah, that I'm what interested was, in. What was the one oh, documentary yeah. that we so watched? So we watched this other one, and this was this other one? fascinating. <laughs> This I'm, really, a, I'm really pissed right now about, that I don't know the name of it. It's, again, embarrassing. Well, but. hold on. Let me back up with this one. This other, this other concept that's out there. And so this is, this is metaphysics, not meta, this is um, quantum physics types ideas. As above, so below. As within, so without type of stuff. As the universe, so, so the soul. Um, there's this idea that, like, they're study cells. You know, historically, they thought that, like, the nucleus was the brain of the cell, and it was sending messages to the rest of the cell. But, and I think his name is Bruce Lipton. There's probably others that talk about this idea of that they're learning more and more about, actually, the most important part of the cell is probably the cell membrane, that that is taking in information and feeding it to the nucleus. And if you extend that out to you, yourself, and your network, like, you're the nucleus, within your cell of people, you are constantly receiving feedback from the people around you. And now it's impacting you individually. And this is, goes along with the importance of being around healthy people because unhealthy relationships and unhealthy people will start to impact your mental and physical health. So I just find that really interesting. And there are people in this world that have not had a choice around that. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of really extreme and famous documented scenarios you think about Viktor Frankl from a man's search for meaning you and I watched a documentary on another situation where a woman was held kept in captivity for three months in a very tight space and in, in basically a bathroom stall with, yeah. with multiple other women yeah and the, my point is is that both of these individuals have Viktor Frankl has again that famous book and she sort of articulated her process through this too of And hers was, I guess I'll stick more to her story, but like through suffering, she found compassion. She was able to go and truly forgive her captors or her people that were after her. And she talked about the process in which that came. And it was through prayer, days and days and days and weeks and weeks and weeks. And she really struggled with this idea of how am I supposed to have an open heart through all of this? Like this doesn't make sense. And then she just kept in that space of meditative prayer and then eventually her heart opened up and she described this like really profound moment where that happened right and she felt nothing but love she truly felt love and compassion for the people that were trying to kill her and eventually she went and she was able to that person got jailed when the whatever it was it was like a it was a a Overthrow of a government overthrow in a country a in Africa. Yes. I don't remember which country so when it was. So ended, the people that were... So the, the person that was in prison that she went to see yes. was a person who was a family friend of theirs that killed her whole family. Oh, yes. And she, so, yeah. and she forgave him. He did not respond at all, but she actually had compassion, even though she couldn't understand. But it. she described forgiveness in such a beautiful way because mm-hmm. she was, first of all, it was for her, right? She allowed her to go on. And, and, yes. But also what she, what she described was he had... He had no excuse anymore. He couldn't hold on to his anger and say, this person hates me and I feel justified because here I am rotting away in prison and these people hate me for what I did. When she truly felt love and compassion for him, and she truly did, she didn't lie about that, that forced him to face his own Mm -hmm. sort of self. Yeah. 
And and that is and that was pretty profound because it's like whether or not what we what happened from there we don't know. She didn't say that, but it's just like that's come up a lot lately too. We've been watching so many things where I feel like we watched that. Can I can I go back before you yeah. move on? <clears throat> so the one thing she talked about praying in that bathroom stall and she was saying the Lord's Prayer and I think it was and I'm, I might be oh, wrong on the line it was, Lord's but prayer. it was forgive us our trespassers as they yes. you know and yes. she got to that part in the prayer and she did not want to say it because she's like, no, I do not forgive them. And another woman that was in the cell said, that's the prayer. It was designed that way. You have to, like, you can't pick and choose which parts of it you say. Yes, because she said she stopped saying it and she said, well, then you can't say it at all because yes, that is the prayer. You don't get to pick and choose the parts. And she said when she did that, it totally, like, she had a major shift Mm -hmm. and that's when she got to that point of acceptance and forgiveness. I feel like I'm going to make sure I have the terminology right. I think the the original translation that I read of the Lord's Prayer about that line too felt so much more resonating because I wish I had it with me. I don't. But it said like, like basically it was the original interpretation was more along the lines of you are just as susceptible to like the flaws or the corruption or the imperfections of humanity. So be careful not to judge. And if you're forgiven... You need to forgive. You know, I just even think about that, like, like, like for a smaller example of like my one, like when talking to one of the kids one day, they were mad about, a f- they were hurt by something somebody said to them. And I said, I understand you're hurt and that's valid and it's not okay. But I also want you to remember that you're capable of saying those same things to people. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh yeah. So same idea, less extreme. But I loved that. That was, I loved it because it was like, no, you have to say it though. It's part, like this is all very strategically written and you need to say all the pieces in order. And that is where she had that breakthrough. Yeah. In the worst moment when she gave in and accepted. And that's when she found peace, I think. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it was very yeah, uh, heartbreaking story. Yeah. But. And it's like, again, it's not, it's not excusing anything that these people did. No, it's just like not. anything when there's been evil world leaders that have come in and uh, just committed the greatest of crimes. The forgiveness and the compassion, I think, is more around like recognizing how wounded these people have and what can happen when somebody has experienced trauma, neglect, abuse in childhood in some way. And this is how, what can happen from that. Yeah. And there's there needs to be compassion for that. Like if you could go back in time and when that world leader was a baby, and intervene. Somebody said this. They said, and inoculate them. It was a podcast I was listening to. I wish I could remember. Then you probably would. You would. Of course you would. Mm-hmm. You would want to go in and shower them with love. Yeah. Be- so that's what that is. That's all that right. is. That's it's, all it's, that is. It's not forgiving the actions and saying you're not accountable for yeah. it. It's not excusing it. It's not, it's it's not it, yeah. looking the other way. It's not doing any of that. You know, it's it's being at peace with, again, you you are where you are. You can look at that person and mm-hmm. understand that they're flawed. They're yes. a flawed person and the things that they're doing are wrong and it's flawed. But yeah. like there has to be this level of letting go a little bit. Yes. So circling back to my original point about the cell membrane and if you're just sort of stuck, like these people were stuck. They're, you can't tell them that you just got to remove yourself from the situation. Right, but through right. suffering, they became enlightened. And so what I just find fascinating about that is like, okay, that makes sense to me then. They were called to be some sort of great inspirational healer in their life, but they couldn't have gotten to that point 
without this circumstance. And again, I'm not excuse, I'm not trying to say, oh, there's a silver lining here, or like, like no, I'm not saying. Yeah, any I know of that. it's not. not it's hard. It's hard to articulate and put out there without <laughs> yes. making it sound like there's like, yeah, well, not everything is bad. It's like, no, that's not. That's yes. not at all what we're saying. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, I don't want to be like, oh, this was a blessing in disguise yes. situation. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I just find it interesting because I feel like I've, I feel like we in a less extreme situation where you feel like you're a victim of your circumstances, sometimes there's only one way through. Well, your conversation with one of the kids regarding that is, again, another pretty benign situation, Mm -hmm. but there was hurt. It was valid. Mm -hmm. Everything else. There was growth in that. Mm -hmm. There was growth in that Mm -hmm. by pointing out that, oh, by the way, you you have done the same thing or you know, in the past. So yes, this hurts. It's not it's not okay. Your feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. But that in in enlightenment, that wisdom Well then there was compassion now at that yeah. point too. Like, oh, it was okay. like, oh I you're right. I, I see that. that yeah. Feels. Yeah. Yeah. Um what else was I gonna say about I feel like there was something else. I don't I you, say you know that. I thought you had a list. You, I don't you had your phone. I thought I, maybe you had like a like notes on there. I but. had a couple bullet points, but like we've totally like digressed and things have come up in the heat in the in the, the heat on the of spot. the moment. No, on the spot. And then I've trailed on down these different paths. So okay. um, I think I'm trying to figure out if there was something else I was going to say, but I don't think that there was. Anything else you were going to say about that? No, not about that. No. Okay. How uh, how has your week been? It's been, it's been good. I have one other controversy I wanted to bring up, though. Oh, good. AI. Because that's, that's come up for me this week. Artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and healthcare. How yes. do you feel about it, Jim? AI in general. We've talked about AI in general. In healthcare. But in healthcare. Uh-huh. Well, the, in the context you're talking about, this is the veterinarian's office that we use, is using recording the session, mm-hmm. the, the appointment, mm-hmm. and then they will transcribe notes from that yeah. recording yeah. through AI. So, for, so for can I, if I can back up, because I feel like this is where I, I want to add to that part of the story. Yep, yep. I went into the, I took the dog to the vet. Before we you just want to put that on record that you have taken to the dog the dog to the vet once now you want to put you that on record. You had this happen to you. You're a bot. You're an NPC. You it did it had no emotional reaction. AI is there my was life. nothing that elicited. Hold on. A like oh, I, this is a real ethical dilemma. Here. I came home and I so, told you, but no, 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 that's not true. I came home and I told you, you about it, and I said in the context of the vet, it didn't bother me. You did not. You just said I thought that was kind of interesting that they're doing that, and that was the end of the conversation. So, anyways, can I just go back sure. to okay. I was asked to sign a consent immediately. Will you please do, are you, first of all, I knew what they were up to. They never used the word AI, but they just said, yes. um, this is a consent for us to record the session yes. today. And I, I was did the like, same thing. I had to do it. Too. Okay. Yep. I know what this is about because yep. I also work in healthcare and I know a lot of providers are doing this. And yep. I personally, I understand things can evolve, but personally right now I'm struggling with the ethics of this. So <clears throat> I was like, fine, it's the vet. But what I... I just want to comment on it because my experience with it was interesting. I do think that we've been complaining for a while about healthcare and the the track it's taken. First of all, it's just such a huge bureaucratic industry and I could go on and on. I've worked in it for 15 years now. I understand the ins and outs of it and there's value in the bureaucracy and some things are just necessary when you're big and you're trying to you know, manage resources and technology, all the things like it's complicated, just like anything else. Um, But the personal touch is almost non-existent in healthcare. And it's been for a while. Every once in a while, you'll find one that's still got some humanity in them and the provider. And I'm talking more like medical stuff, like doctor's offices. And um, 
So anyways, I guess what I just want to say about that is it felt like with this introduction of AI now in this visit, I felt it even like exacerbating that robotic experience. I felt like they were very scripted and what they said and covering all of their bases. And like you said left ear, right? Is that correct? And it was just like, okay, normally I feel like you would just walk in the office and take <laughs> a look the at his and be ear. Like, yeah. Cause then she was like, okay, I'm going to take a look at the ear now. And it was like, oh, this is so awkward. And then I don't want to say anything other than anything that's required of me at this point, because I just feel like I'm be getting recorded. And then I'm thinking about how careful and cautious they are with the words that they're using. You know, there's so, I just imagine that there's a lot of scrutiny. Okay, this is a recorded conversation. And it does stay recorded because I actually was talking to a friend. Well, we were talking on Facebook and I was complaining about my experience with this and my concerns. And she chimed in and said she agreed, but also it worked to her benefit because she, her, her physician had tried to bill her for something, a service that he did not provide. And she complained and they were utilizing AI and she would ask them to go back and review the recording. And there she was right. She never brought up an issue. It should not have been billed for. So it's like, Oh, that's good. But also, oh, so they do save the recordings and you can go back and listen to them. Of course they do. Yeah. And to me, that just feels, I just don't like that. Um, Especially when you're talking about the intimate things that you talk about when you're in a physician's office. And I just, I'm already sad. I want to go off on this little trail here for a minute and then I'll give you your spotlight. But my my spotlight. I'm already sad about this because, you know, you, you and I got married in 15. At that point, I still had this doctor who'd been around forever. Um, I've had him since I moved here. He has he's he was older. He was on his way out towards retirement. So I think you only saw him for like a year and before he retired and then we got the doctor we have now, which we like. Don't get me wrong. But this other doctor, it was old school. He was very old school. <laughs> Sometimes he would say shit and I'm like, You did not just say that. That is so weird. But I will tell you, when I and I don't know if I've One day I'm going to talk about my experience with postpartum anxiety after having my daughter because it was one of the scariest moments I've ever had in my entire life. And I was, I guess, trigger warning. I'm going to talk about some things here that are kind of uncomfortable. But I was terrified. And you will read about this, postpartum OCD. I had that thing where you worry that you're going to harm your child. And I was afraid to be around her. And again, maybe I'll talk more about that later. But I had reached a breaking point where I was on the brink I literally, I thought I was going to be locked away. And I went into it. I'm like, I was like, something's got to give. So I called up the office and got an appointment. And he walks in and I just bust into tears and I tell him everything. I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt her. I think I'm going crazy. I don't know what to do. I'm so scared. And he just looked at me and he said, okay, just he bent, he leaned in, he grabbed my knee and he said, honey, you are not going to hurt your daughter. And talk about an alchemical process. Everything transformed. I just looked at him. It was like, I, I just needed someone affirmative in my life to assure me that I wasn't, that wasn't going to happen. And he did. He, I mean, he had no question. I remember thinking like, how the hell do you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And maybe I asked him that because he was like, You're, this is postpartum. He used the word postpartum depression. He said, this is common. This is what happens. This is the time frame it happens. Women worry about this all the time. I know you're not because you're here and you're worried about it. And he got it, whatever. He's like, I'm going to give we're going to get you back on your medication. And I remember I had I had a little stat. I had always had a prescription for Xanax on hand because when I first 
had anxiety, they would prescribe that for me as needed. And I remember I said to him, I'm like, well, my Xanax isn't even working. He's like, we're going to double it. And he was just so reassuring. He's like, you're going to be fine. And trust me, I, I know I, I know I've talked about this a little bit before, but it was a long journey to find. But his personal, I, I just think I got any, it's not unlikely that any other physician would have freaked out and would have been like, you're worried you're going to hurt your child. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, God. an untrained Nowadays. one, an untrained physician. And so yeah, they're, just not, they're not going to take me. that. They're not going to take that on. They're not going to. And I've worked you know. in healthcare, and I and I also know because I've worked with physicians yeah. that are like, you got to go in there and see this person. I don't, you know, and it's yeah. like, okay, so I get it. But it's just sad that that just natural inherent ability to be there with another human right then and there, how powerful that is. And I just think about if a if you knew AI was listening, would a physician feel comfortable? Like how would their that conversation change? It wouldn't go like that. And I don't believe what would the harm of that be? Right. You know? Yeah. Because if something ever did happen, oh, it's recorded and you knew about it and all yes. of this and here, you yes. know, and this is what you know. Uh, which people, not- which people, I mean, this is a, this is a thing. People trained in the field of postpartum depression, yeah. they know what to look for if there's real concern about mm-hmm. harm, obviously. But I just think about somebody walking into their general practitioner's office that doesn't have yeah. a lot of experience with this. And I just, I just think more and more about just that cold environment with AI now. Well, like we're ha- okay. it's you, me, and AI in this room, and like, how is this going to affect? You have seen the movie Idiocracy, yeah, and I won't go through the whole movie. But when he goes, it's a point in the movie when the main character goes to the hospital there, and it's like a series of probes, and then there's like five, like how are you feeling? And it's like press a button. Everyone's so stupid. It's like one, you know, these different things. Obviously, AI is all about collecting the data points and then taking that information Mm -hmm. and then pinpointing, Mm -hmm. which in some cases will have a real benefit to pinpoint and hopefully head off serious disease or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, things going on. However, as a patient, Mm -hmm. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. So I understand the desire and the benefit of collecting that data and being, being able to utilize that and having hundreds of millions of data points, billions of data points and being like, we can now figure this out. But at the same time, it's just going to put everything in these boxes and say, this is this and this is this. And it takes away like what you just experienced and what you just talked about of saying, you're going to be okay. And this is how we're going to handle this. And and you have nothing to worry about. That was all you needed. healing power in those words. I don't think that that would... Well, and even like 90% of cases today. Well, and you think about, and a lot of physicians already know this, like you don't scan everything because you're going to find some incidental findings on things that are not cause for alarm, but are going, you know, people may, oh, I got to get that checked out. I got to get that checked out. And it's just like, so that's just overuse of an overspending well, in the, the medical industry world already is what, what already doing that. What percentage of our economy is is the healthcare elephant? I mean, it is such a big part of yeah the, our spending in this country. I mean, in other places too, but in this yeah. country specifically. And now, yeah, you want to go and we want to go find every little thing along the way. There, there's yes. no possible way. I know. I once worked with a physician who whose father was a physician and I remember him telling me like, you know, my dad, like he can just hear like a list of symptoms and he knows exactly what's going on. He's like, I have, you know, physicians nowadays, we have to have all the lab work. We don't have a clue. Like we're so dependent on the lab work and all of these things that it's hard 
they're not as skilled at making their intuitive judgments. And which, again, that's controversial. Of course, we want the lab work and all of that. But right. it is. It's just like you're sort of removing yourself from your natural, natural abilities and talents and you're having this technology right. come in, which is great. But then it diminishes your own skills at assessment and judgment. There's always a balance to everything. Yeah. Automation and, you know, dumbing things down. It's like, well, there's benefits from an efficiency standpoint. But you're right. You lose all. You you miss out on all those things that you wouldn't catch uh-huh. from having that intuition and that it's just insight. Just like that to Doc Hollywood movie. Do you remember that? With, With Michael J. Fox. Yes. When the I, old I doctor don't... came in, he's like, "Give him a coke." He's like, "No, he's in blah 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 blah." He knows to go. He transferred to the nearest <laughs> hospital immediately. And the doctor gets the retiring doctor's all pissed, and he gets out of bed in the middle of the night, and he opens a coke, cracks open a coke, and gives it to the kid, and he's fine, and he gets to go home. Don't you remember that movie? No, I don't. Oh, I, I remember so the movie. I don't remember because because doc- right. he's from Hollywood, and he comes in, and he's going to take over the practice of the small <laughs> town. It's a great movie. It's great, great movie, great movie. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I just things are moving quickly and I don't want to be super pessimistic because change is, you know, scary and I think that the older you get, the more resistant you are to change and the more adamant you are that the old way is better. And yet, when we were in our 20s and we listened to our grandparents complain about the old way, we're like, "Okay, sure." And I also think about like we used to say to my grandpa, like, "It's amazing. You were born in 1909. He died in 2004." And it's like when he was born, there was just dirt, just horse and buggies. And now he's being introduced to the internet. And obviously he didn't know about the internet, but we told him about it. He didn't use it. And just like, to me, it was like mind blowing to think like, what does that do to a person psychologically to transform? Those, those are very different worlds to be. And that's almost like being picked up from your planet and sent to another mm-hmm. one and not having any sort of impact on your overall psychological state. I don't know. Yeah. So then I have to remind myself, well, of course, we're all probably going to experience that. Yeah. The world we were born, brought into is unrecognizable to the world we leave if we live a full, long life. No, it's true. And I, th- I think the f- like AI specifically, the fear in that is exactly what you just said, that intuition, that skill. You start erasing that and you rely on this script or this output, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And I mean... It will improve and it will improve, but at the same time, it's going to make mistakes. And hopefully we still have skilled and talented people to be able to decipher that and to sift through those and go. Because we've used it at work in a a number of cases um, for for writing documents and things. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're looking to do this, this, and this, and this. And it it will spit out whether it's a marketing thing or something else. And it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty impressive. But when you get through all the details and you realize, oh, wait this thing doesn't make any sense or this is not true. Mm-hmm. It's it like sounds so AI good, you wouldn't have no seven clue. Seven fingers yeah. on that very beautiful, <laughs> gorgeous, human-looking thing. Well, <laughs> and you've probably seen it too. Like on, you go to Instagram and there's pictures of, you know, um, an AI concept of this uh, estate in Italy. Yeah. You know, on the wall. And it's like this most gorgeous, amazing house. Well, it's annoying because I'm like, is that real And or that's that what AI? people are saying. You're like, this is so maddening. This, this looks incredible. <laughs> But like, and it's like, oh, it doesn't exist. This isn't real, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's but going it's to have here. It, it's going to it have its place. Here. You can choose to resist it. Yes. I am going to resist it for the meantime. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm resisting I told you it that forever, but I, I just told, think it's in beta. And what's the point of wasting my time with beta? Yeah. I told you that at the vet's office for what 
I was there for, for what you were there for. It didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's making your job a little easier to do the notes. But you just made a good point that when I was there, you probably picked up on it more than I did. The, okay, so is it his left ear? <laughs> is it his right ear? Okay, so now I'm bending down and I'm going to... And <laughs> it's she didn't like, say I'm bending down, but know. she's like... Well, I'm going to look. And she's like, now I'm looking at his. It was like, what? She narrated everything. And the other thing was, I was just there a week ago um, to get vaccinations done. And, you know, what kind of food does he eat? This, that, everything else. Don't get me started on that. I know. And then you go a week (laughs) later with the same dog, the same vet, and they go through the same checklist. Which I don't know the answers to. That's why I always feel. And then I'm treated like a neglectful dog owner. But it's like you... You have all of this data and all this information. You couldn't go, oh, a week ago you said it was this. We, I don't even And I did say that. It. I said, you know, we were just here a week ago. You didn't document <laughs> it then. Because I was the lady was kind of bitchy, to be honest, like judgy because I didn't know. And I'm you sorry. You felt that every time you've gone to the vet. It annoys me because they're like, what, what food are they on? And I'm like, dog food. Does it matter? And then it's like, I so know. then today I was like, or this last time at least I was like, oh, it's grain free. And she goes, but what brand? And I'm like, I don't. No, it's not I grain don't, free I know. Anymore. I know that now we fix that but my point is is that what brand and what and it was like so many details i'm like this is not a baby infant okay we're you're good you're gonna be just fine if you don't know you can see the dog he looks good he's not here for an allergy and we're you're gonna obsess on this one thing forever like really like he eats we see that he's eating (laughs) well and i don't know this vet i believe is still independently owned however i think the number is something and i could be totally wrong on this so don't hold me to it like two-thirds of the the vet offices in this country now yeah. are owned by, I know. you know, whatever company yeah. that it's makes dog sad. food. It's also they, they, sad. They literally bought these vet practices. And it's not just vet practices mm-hmm. because they sell dog food. They make dog food. And so that's their in. And it's like, that's fucking disgusting. I know. But it's this is the world so, we live in. It is. It is. You can't go anywhere now without feeling like you're, like, I just think that you can't go anywhere without being sold on something. Right, like, exactly. I, and it's just, it's incredibly obnoxious. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan. And and it's interesting because, and I think that every generation goes through this as they age up the ladder. It's like you are faced with people that are treating you that are, you know, in their 30s, 10, 15 years younger than you. And it's hard for them to understand that the system used to not be this way. So it's like when I want to say it doesn't have to be this way, you just feel like they're looking. I don't say those things, but I'm just you feel like they would never grasp the concept of anything different. It's like, of course, it's this way. It's the way it has to be. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to be this way because it was never this way. And now I understand why when I was younger, I would listen to the older people complain Uh and I'd be like, okay. (laughs) It's just like going to any sports arena and having it be called. Exactly. Ford Field, Little Caesars Arena. Which happened at the high school level now. Instead of, you know, it's just Comerica Park. It's not Tiger Stadium. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone has its own name. It's just, it Mm -hmm. is. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it's hard to know. I went to the, and I went to the dentist this week and, you know, they wanted, they did, they have like oral cancer screenings now. So they shine like a weird light in your mouth and like look for spots and you pay for it. (laughs) It's just like it's hard to say no but then it's like is this really necessary you know like it's just so much that is the thing you go in there and it's like no pressure but also 
you feel pressure no matter you're the professional you're asking me if i want this thing well why would you offer it to me if there wasn't a benefit to me that is the reason i'm here i actually feel pressure i feel like well why wouldn't you i I know i'm saying from their perspective they act like they act like i'm not trying to pressure you no i didn't even get asked this time they just said we're doing this this time yeah and last time i was asked however it's no different and then it's the same kind of thing of like when I go into the store and they want my email and I'm like, no, thank you. And they look at me like, are you okay? <laughs> Why wouldn't you give us your email? <laughs> so you just give them mine and it all works out. I, I do. Or sometimes I've, a couple of times I've been like, no, thanks. And they're kind of, I feel like they must be coming around. So they're like, okay, I understand. Like I've had uh-huh. that response a few times lately, actually. Um, so anyways, <sighs> sound like a real boomer i know i was gonna say we're in boomer town now we're really uh but it is hard i don't care it's 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 hard and it's frustrating yeah it's just well never mind okay i'm going another boomer thing (laughs) everything's subscription based now yes everything you sign up for is subscription based it doesn't matter what it is you can't just buy some i mean you can go buy clothes outside of clothes everything is subscription based yep which is okay because i was thinking about I was thinking, okay, I do miss what happened to TV. I, ever since the pandemic, I don't know what happened to the vibe and the energy that comes through the television, but it's very different. It's not what it used to be. And I'm always like, oh, I just would give anything to go back and turn a TV on and have the same, I don't know how to word it, but (laughs) the same sounds and the same energy come out of it. But then I was like, no, you just got to get over that. You got to accept that. You know, this is no different than like, you know, pre-TVs. You know, imagine what it was like when people were like, wow, I just really missed the world when there was no TVs around. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Things change. They, they do. naturally change. They do. You can't resist it. They do. I they're going to unfold as they're meant to I was unfold. just talking to my dad about this. We were talking about cars the other day and talking about how some of the automakers, um, if you wanted heated seats. Uh-huh. It's a it's installed as a factory option, but in order to use it, you have to subscribe. And you oh, really? You have to pay a monthly fee now for, oh, you know, whatever it is, your remote start and your heated seats and your this and your that. And it's like, you already fucking built it. It's already in the car. And yeah. now you can't just charge me up front and be like, oh, it's 500 bucks more for this. Now you want 30 bucks a month or whatever the number wow. is for this stuff. It's everything. Everything is going to that model. In the subscriptions we talk about, I mean, if you look at what we subscribe to uh-huh. every month, uh-huh. whether it's streaming services, uh-huh. whether it's all the other stuff, yeah. your, your ancestry and uh-huh. your, uh, I mean, I know you don't see it as much when it's 20 bucks here, 10 bucks here, five bucks here, but it adds up and it's insane. But it adds, it up. adds does it, up. Does that what it does? Does it add up? Doesn't multiply up? You know what? It doesn't actually add up if you don't look. You have to look in order oh, for it to add up. Okay. That's so, a good point. That's probably why you yeah. don't recognize There was that. a time where I was opposed to purchasing apps. I think we all were. And then you just, and you feel so indulgent. But you're right. I realized a couple weeks ago, I'm like, but this is just the world we live in. I, it's not weird that I want this thing, that I want this app and I want to pay for it. Like, this is a normal thing now. And I just need to like be okay with that. But if you went to the store uh-huh. and the app was sitting there. Would yeah. you go buy that app? Depends on the app. And yes, yes. that These are the ones that I pay for. Okay. Absolutely. If the app was $500, would you go? It depends on what it's giving no, me. No, I don't think so. But if, yeah. it's, but if it's $40 a month, oh, it's only 40 bucks a month. It's no big deal. If it was $500 to have access to this, let me, let's just entertain this for a minute. <laughs> if I was to pay $500 for what? Like three years of Ancestry.com and all of that I have access One to? One year. One year. I would One do year. it. 
I would do it. There's so much information in here that is relevant to my life. Can I let you in on a little secret? What? You're doing it. I know you are. That's okay. why you said one You year. said I would do it. I'm saying you're already doing I it. I know. So. Okay. But Just to be clear. You were obviously putting it in perspective because I pay a monthly fee. Correct. So I understand what you did there. And so I was saying, yeah, if it was if it was advertised as five hundred for the year, yes, I would do that. I cancel that from time to time. Yeah. I resubscribed for it. We've already talked about this on here. I, I canceled ahead. it for Keep quite moving. some time. And then I finally was like, you know what? No, I'm bringing it back because again, this is a hobby of mine. I'm highly into it. You do use it. I'm very much into my ancestors. You use it quite a bit. Like this is giving me relevant yeah. information. It's like if you were, you know, I don't know, Jim, let's just say you were like super interested. Give me a hobby, like something, something that you were really interested in learning more about Surf- and you were practicing. Surfing. Surfing. No, <laughs> let's say, I don't know, like something related to something that required you have access to a library and it was $500 membership a year. Well, I get you it. You would Trust fucking me. do it. I get it. How much do people pay for golf memberships? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? No, I get it. And you do you do use it. It's not like you don't use it. So I, that, yeah. that's why I'm like, whatever, it is what it is because you actually go on there yes. and you actually use it. And I pay money for some astrology app because it gives me a lot of relevant information that I'm super fascinated into researching and I go back to it all the time and make reference well, to Well, that one's just kind things. of fun too. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the the one I have. Oh, yeah, that one just renewed too. Yeah. That one's not that expensive, but <laughs> okay. yes. Yes. So yes. Anyways. Anyways. I don't know that that, that renewed. I think that was something else that I purchased that I didn't <laughs> tell you about. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I ordered another. One of these days I'm going to take ordered the another time report and I'm yesterday, going to but it's for research. I need list it. list them all out because <laughs> you would probably be blown away at how much we spend every month. Let me tell you what I did yesterday. I ordered my ex-husband's astrology chart. I didn't even tell him this. Like, not that he cares because I'm sure he doesn't believe in astrology. However, it was so relevant to me because now I have him, me, and my kids, right? And I was comparing, okay? So, like, I have you and your kids, but I don't have their mom. So, it's like, I'm, Mm -hmm. like, lost a little bit in the weeds. I'm missing, like, how do these, where do these aspects come from? Is Is there a correlation? I don't know if there is for everybody, but was so fascinating to me. In this one report, there's this top section where it just says your psychological type and it pulls these aspects that, and then it obviously personifies them and puts them into narrative for you to help you understand what it means. Christopher had identical personality type. There was like four or five of them, all the same as his dad. And Katie's were exactly the same as mine. Really? Yes. Exactly the same word for word. Well, did you feel that that was accurate? How? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to read them because it's just under the top heading. It wasn't under the other because there's another oh, thing okay. that's like yeah, characteristics yeah. and shadow, and yep. then there's your your aspects you inherited from your mom, the aspects you inherited from your dad, and then your relationship patterns, and then your path towards integration. So I just thought that that was because I mean I have all I've the aspects that you inherit. Like all I've ordered so many people's reports that I have birthday times on in my family. <laughs> I do it for comparison because I want I'm curious about the validity of these things, and. I've been floored when I see like especially like the aspects people have inherited from their parents. I'm like, oh my, that is so on point. And so I've gotten that from them too. But then I'm like, but now I haven't had anybody where I've been able to order both parents on because I don't know my parents' birthday times and stuff. They don't know because they didn't record that information back then. So 
this was my one opportunity to do that. So I just wanted so, to, I didn't tell you that so I did that, but I just me. did it. I don't want to look. I don't want to know right now. <laughs> How much are you loving astrology uh, conversation in the mainstream? I posted about a year and a half ago. I just made a smart aleck remark on my Facebook. I said, the internet is going to do for astrology what the printing press did for the Protestant Reformation. And I stand by my word. It is exploding. People are actually like, realizing it's not just a fun thing anymore people are like whoa this is real so dax and monica have been talking about it a lot she's fully on board he's easing his way and i enjoy listening to their conversations around it have you listened to any of them i've heard little snippets as they've talked about it but nothing like not a whole conversation around it okay but yeah no, i know i definitely have gathered that she's diving into it and he's Again, dipping his toes in the water. Do you a see bit. like it's more and more out there? It's not just my algorithms on social oh, media. Absolutely. It's not just me. Like it is people are definitely like it's yeah. out there. I and I've I can't tell you now where else I've heard it, but yes, I've heard it in multiple channels and places where it's come up and it's talked about and it's yeah. talked about not in this like woohoo kind of Yeah, like, but oh. in a like a scientific way. Right. Well yeah. and you know, again, it's all math. Right. Yes, it is. It is. It's all math. I have to say, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, too. When I discovered this ordinal linguistic personification thing is not what something everybody experiences. And we all sat down, those of us that have it and did a podcast about it. The level of insights and epiphanies that occurred to me through dialoguing about it with other people have sat with me and grown. And it's helped me, I feel like, understand Again, another speaking of through lines of truth, it's helped me piece together so much about my, about the understanding of the way things are. Just in this idea of like zooming out, I would look at a number and say, I've got that number. I can get the gender. I can get their personality. I can describe them. But then the closer I try to zoom in and the more I would talk about it, it got harder to focus. There was more, there was more gray. There was more nuance. There was, well... Are they like that? And I guess if two is looking at them, they're like that. But from, you know, maybe three's angle, it's different. And we're talking about concrete concepts, marrying abstract ideas. And I I can't put it into words, but I can just tell you it helps me have such a strong basis about the complexity of all things and this idea of yin and yang and, you know, the masculine and the feminine, the like black and white versus the ambivalence or like the idea of um openness to experience versus rigidity like no this is the way it is is what i'm saying right now totally (laughs) over your head (laughs) when you start talking about the ordinal linguistics Uh i i I admit my eyes glaze over because as you talk about what is one thing about two and what is two if i really dive in is that what two that to me and then the idea not even like and the whole idea about how when i sat down with the others that we both all acknowledge out loud that we thought we had this we were like yeah this is our perception of this but then as we are zooming in more and then considering some things and then dialoguing with the other's impression like christopher's impression of number four we're like oh i guess i can kind of see that too that i know this is just and I sat here through that. These and are I'm, universal ideas. I'm like, I don't even I don't know what's going on right now. I feel like it'd be like me talking about to me, it's also 
it's ta- it's it's quantum physics. Maybe talking it's com- fucking computers or law or or <laughs> construction to you, where it's like no, but it was. I, I, it's so hard for me to articulate what I'm trying to say right now. So I guess I'm just going to leave at what I said and no, I'm, what you have what, to deal with the you, fact that you don't understand what I'm saying. What you said after that, I understand what you were saying. Is like it's like anything though. The more you if you if you step back and do the thirty thousand foot view kind of on anything, yes. you can kind of see black and white, the yin and the yang, and uh-huh. everything else. And then as you get closer and closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. The lines blur mm-hmm. and things become more um, instead of I don't want to say independent, but mm-hmm. they just they blend together and you start to look at yes, things. This and idea see, of interdependence yes. versus differentiation and yeah. we are all that one, all but makes, we're all separate. Right. That all makes perfect sense. And I can understand in this abstract concept how that's a, that's a perfect example of, of that. I yeah. get that. OK. I just can't. It's hard too because you, know, you can't feel it. Like you're not yes, in exactly. it. You aren't having exactly. that experience with these yep. numbers. When I think about it, if I think about and I know with a microscope, you zoom in and you zoom in and you see yes. like the details of something. Yes. And I understand that. But, you know, in school, using a microscope before you focus it and like you see something and you might be in focus here. And so at a 30,000 foot view, you see this thing. And then as you get closer and closer, it just becomes like it all blends together. Mm-hmm. And then you can, you maybe can fine tune it and tighten it. Yes. And so you can actually see yes. the details of it. Mm-hmm. But without that, you see yes. this blur of But I can just pull that up instantly yeah. with my relationship with numbers. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to go to the, you know what I'm saying? And yep. I understand what you're saying too. I can still visualize the microscope idea, but to live it in relation yeah. to numbers, it's kind of mind blowing. I am kind of confused that not everybody does this. It's weird, but it's, I think it's a path through a pathway through which I think everybody has one, but this may be one of mine through which you can see the reality of all things. So this is interesting though, that you, you use this example because it is an abstract example and it's something that makes perfect sense to you. Mm-hmm. And I would say that you're right. We all, I believe, have a pathway or multiple pathways to the same thing, mm-hmm. but they may look very different. Mm-hmm. I can look at, for example, some of the things that I might deal with in my profession and I can put all these pieces together and see how they interconnect and how the impact on one impacts another and how they're all related in this mm-hmm. where I can't necessarily I couldn't share that with you and have you understand it or I could have somebody else that I work with that doesn't see that same thing like you get the the glazed overlook like I just right. gave you yes you know and I think so we all have some variation I think of that the trick is is that you start to learn that everything around you is showing you that path mm-hmm. and that's the realization that I've had and this ordinal linguistic personification has helped me realize that, that what's happening with that idea is actually present all around me. And that that really helps you sort of zero in on your own authenticity. Mm-hmm. It helps you stay authentic. I understand that that doesn't make sense, but trust me, it does. <laughs> it helps you align with truth. It I helps you align with truth in every scenario you're in. I see you. It helps you. <laughs> helps you. Helps you towards that goal. What do you mean I see you? Why'd you say that? I also learned this week. Because you're like, trust me. It, and I'm like, no, I see you. I get that. I also learned this week that Ben Franklin was an astrologer. And that I learned that from one of Rick Rubin's podcasts. Did you know that? Ben Franklin yes, you is told me that. Yep. one of my, and I don't really have legitimate reason for it other than what I've seen portrayed of him and I've read about him. One of my favorite forefathers. Is that what they're called? Forefathers? Why am I at? Well, yeah. I mean, 
their four are they four? No, wasn't part, there another was, term was, then? Founding father. Founding fathers. Founding, founding, founding fathers. Father. Yes, founding fathers. Um and so I was like, nice, okay. He was an astrologer. Didn't know that. I did know that Ronald Reagan was he consulted astrology apparently and making many of his <laughs> very important major world decisions. <laughs> um so yeah. Fascinating. You don't have anything to say about that though? You're not you don't find that cool? I do find that cool. No, I find Do you find I, that do you find I that was that, actually thinking back to some of the documentaries that we've been watching or shows that we've been watching about, um, uh, you know, some of the wonders of the the ancient world around the world, you know, around the globe uh-huh. and the similarities in all of them and how could they all have these same similarities and everything else. And it's like I was thinking about it from the perspective that even if I can only buy into half of it, even if and I'm not saying that's the case, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying even if I took out half of it and said this half is bullshit, you guys are stretching mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I can't deny the other half of that. Yeah. So when you say what you're saying yeah. about, you know, um, Ben Franklin or yeah. Ronald Reagan and stuff, yeah. it's like, you know, y- you could pick and choose and go, well, that's stupid over here. But when you look at it across the whole spectrum, you can't deny. No. And it really is just personifying these these um, material things. You're, so you like everything is energy and you can personify yes. energy and that's all it is. So it's like, okay, Saturn has an energy yeah. and that this is what it looks like personified. Again, this, these concepts help. I helped, I had a lot more clarity around like the essence of astrology when I thought about it in relation to ordinal mm-hmm. linguistic personification. Cause it's like, okay, those are numbers and I'm personifying them and I'm seeing how their energies are going to play in on each other. And so, yeah, that's, it's, it's really not far fetched whatsoever, but, um, while you might get different people that are more talented at interpreting like astrology, like natal charts or even just daily transits, whatever they call them, is another thing. But it's it's like that everywhere, right? You have people that are more wise, you have people that are a little more concrete in their thinking or Right. And I think to take astrology and, and articulate, well this this means this and this translates into this persona or this characteristic or this trait, what how you know your birth and all of this stuff to put it together. It's so complex. Right. It is it is so complex and you look at it and it doesn't make a lot of sense when you if you just look at that. But but when you zoom out and you have somebody write you a report right. and you're like, that's me, that's you, that's him, that's her, that, that you nailed it. Well and, and people are complex. The closer you get in, you see the intricacies. And we had this conversation on here, I believe, when you were reading a report and you told me to guess yes, who it was yes. and I went through all yeah. the different people. And I knew this does not describe this person. This does yes, not describe this person. This, and out. it was turned out it was our damn dog's yes, report. Who I've been saying since day one is. And it actually matched his personality. But it was funny because it's not one of those things where, oh, I can see that about myself. I can see that about myself. No. I, it's like, no, I could actually be like, this is definitely not this person. Well, and it's this, again, it's this idea, though, that we are all, all things, but we lead with certain yes. characteristics based yeah, on yeah. the day and time we were born, based on the energies yep. that we're leading at that exact moment so we're just an impression of that physical manifestation of that speaking of energy because this is where i find science fascinating because we have come so far at zooming in and zooming in and zooming in i think you know especially with all the technology we have in the last probably two three decades even before that but we watched that documentary with einstein on netflix which is really cool because everything that was portrayed in that movie because it was reenact kind of reenactments basically but they were all his words either Mm -hmm. written or spoken that everything einstein said in that film were actually they were all things that einstein actually said or wrote 
in some way. But, you know, if you go back and then you go back even further and you talk about, screw this up, but Da Vinci and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these other scientists and their roles, like the wisdom they had and the knowledge they had and the answers that they got to. Mm -hmm. That still hold true today in so yes. many ways. Yes, that's the and, it, and We're not so really much of that. that so advanced. much of that ties back to yeah. that astrology piece. Yeah, you know, but it's oh. like the energy piece and the you know the energy of the universe and how things yes. work and all of that. And again, it's just like I always say to you, it's just like this inherent knowing. And the more we get removed from nature right. as, as technology advances, I think the less we are in touch with these things that we may just have naturally known to be. But it's just, I'll compare it to just bees. How do they know what they're supposed to be doing and making? They just do. And so I just think it's the same idea. And what was, I was, I think I was listening, was it Rick Rubin podcast again? I'm into him again right now. Or I don't know, but somebody was, or maybe it was Dax. I don't know. Anyways, I wish I could quote. I think it was Rick Rubin. I think I know what you're talking about. They were just talking about how it's just so sad to think that, actually, I think it was. Oh, maybe not. Okay. I think it was, what's that guy's, the movie that we just watched that I loved that he was on Rick Rubin. Oh my God. The actor that played John Adams. I mean, he was on Rick Rubin. Oh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. I thought it was him maybe, but he was, they were just talking about how it's really quite sad. Like when you go back in time and you start, you know, digging into these great philosophers and you realize that they there so many people from so long ago have already have so many things figured out that we haven't figured out yet uh-huh. and we just like to have this like narcissism about us that thinks that like we've advanced so much and that we know so much more and of course in certain ways we have but we might be finding ways we? to prove what they <laughs> the theories that they came which up with which is wonderful which is amazing yeah. but it's like That's they exciting. discovered this shit yeah Without the knowledge and yeah. the insight and the ability to do the things that we are able to do today. Right. And it held true. It holds true. Yeah. So much of it. So, yeah. It is. But to me, it's just like, okay, so you have a tulip and it blooms the way it's meant to bloom, right? And the next tulip is going to bloom the way it's going to bloom and it's going to look the same. And they're going to go through that process and they're going to think that they're probably the first one forging that path and not realize that the tulip before it just did the same thing and already got all the same answers. To me, it's like the same idea. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. You're not drinking tonight, I swear. I know. I'm actually not. That doesn't make yes. sense, though. In the universe, that's that's how it works. Yeah. That's the cycle. That's just yeah. that's how Yeah, so it might work. look yeah. different. We might be making these discoveries with computers, but are the discoveries that we're making really any further along than they were okay. in ancient times? I don't know that they are. In a lot of ways, no. Because at the end, what's it really just all telling you? If you're looking for the through line of truth in things, if that's ultimately what we're looking for, has technology necessarily told us anything different than anything what was different already... than what's already been discovered? Not really. Right. Not really. Or presented yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating. fascinating. Is it though? I just don't get the impression that you could give a rip about any of this. I can. <laughs> I was actually thinking of uh, other examples and I don't want to go into them right now because we need to, you know, yeah. eventually put a wrap on this. But no, I was thinking about I was thinking about an example. I don't even know if this is true. I did not vet this story, but I've seen it come up as a post where um some company invented some software to I want to say analyze different pastries in a bakery or something so that they could like automate the checkout process because of uh having different different items and whatever the case was. So it like would scan them all and then say it's this much because otherwise they'd be a different price you have to key them all in. Boring part of it. So that technology supposedly 
was then used, they found out that these pastries or whatever, whatever they were in this bakery, that they were scanning to get this idea, apparently looked a lot like cancer cells or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they use this technology then to take it further and actually use it to detect cancer in the body in in certain cells or something or certain types of cancer or something, mm-hmm. which started out to be this simple product to scan Again, pastries mm-hmm. in a grocery store. Interesting. That turns out because, again, it's all the same. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, and obviously it's way more complicated than that, but it's like, oh, this actually looks like this. What if we could use yes. this technology and we could zoom in yeah. and we could actually use the same thing to detect the difference in cells that actually look different because mm-hmm. of these characteristics, which mm-hmm. are very close to how these look if you zoom. I mean, it's like. Which are close to the cells of what? You said in a pastry shop? In yeah, like pastry? like different pastries or something, different which, shapes of pastries oh, wow. or something. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, 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 I might be screwing that up a little bit. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, it was like, okay, well, if you've got maybe a croissant and you've got this and you've mm-hmm. got this, they're all similar. And so, again, what a simple thing was to be like, oh, this is this is what a croissant looks like. So it's $2 and this is this and this is this. And we can just do it all at once. It saved a ton of time. And it turned out that that technology could then be used, you know, refined mm-hmm. and used for something of very great importance yeah. in the science world. Okay. If that, you know, Instagram story is true. Okay. It's probably AI generated. You can bet that. It might be an AI story. I don't know. (laughs) I think there's things like that that Mm -hmm. pan out all the time. An idea Mm -hmm. starts out as this Mm -hmm. one thing. Mm -hmm. And then when you, you know, zoom out and you see it and it is used, maybe not that same idea, but it morphs or it's, you realize, Mm -hmm. again, similarities between this and this and this and this and this and and how everything is related and, Mm -hmm. you know, or mimics, everything mimics something else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's the, the, is it, oh my gosh, what is it in the universe that they always talk about? Like, what is it? The Higgs boson? No, is it the nebula, the, what is that called? The. I don't know. I'm going to screw that up. So I don't even want to, I don't even want to. Uh, Isn't it the thing that's like the same shape? It's the same shape as the iris in your eye. It's like exactly the same. And there's this quote about how the eyes. Oh, I'm going to mess this up. I know. It's beautiful, though. But it's that idea of the eyes are the lens through which the universe sees you, sees itself through you. Is that it is? But it is. It's the same it's the same shape. And there's yeah. so many things like that, obviously. You see them all the time now that, on social we've media. Seen that over Everybody and over is. And over. Exactly. Exactly. As above, so below. Yep. As within, so without. Yep. As the universe, so the soul. <gasps> wow. I think that's my, my wow. long standing favorite quote now for a while. It's had a good run. And I don't see it. What was the I don't last see one? it stepping into second place anytime soon. The last one, what? The as the universe, so the soul? Yes. Okay. I think I have that right. Okay. Yeah. That's your favorite one or the whole thing, as above, so below? The whole the, quote. The whole quote. Okay. Yes. Just checking. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. What else you got? Anything? No, I don't think so. Okay. Not today. All right. I love All you. Right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.